بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Inna alhamdulillah, hamdan yariqu bi jalali wajhihi wa azimi sultanih. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله التي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah سبحانه وتعالى the most generous, the all-merciful, the all-knowing, the most wise. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, one without partner, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who allocates provision to all of his creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his servant and messenger and the seal of prophets who came with the noble Qur'an and who came with the upright way and showed us how to attain all the degrees of success with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he embodied the way of nobility and beauty and light Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. My beloved and respected elders, brothers and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that mindfulness of Allah is the provision that we take on the journey to the hereafter. It is what we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. That taqwa Allah is the provision of the hereafter, and it is the actual goal and purpose behind fasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, and we often remember this at the beginning of Ramadan, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That fasting has been prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon previous faith communities so that you can deepen your taqwa, you can grow in mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we meet him with, and this is the currency of the hereafter, and this is what defines a person's rank and state when they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we are in this bittersweet moment of the last Jum'ah in Ramadan of this year, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to meet us with his mercy and his generosity. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. It is bittersweet because the believer always is oscillating between hope and fear. Hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted whatever good we were able to engage in in this blessed month and fear and remorse at all the shortcomings and the times that we didn't take advantage of this blessed month or that we might have made mistakes. But the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he tells us, that deeds are judged according to their endings. So this entire month of Ramadan, the way that it will be sealed, the way that we end this month defines the way that the entire month will be judged and accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to end strong. Oftentimes people will, uh, you know, after the 27th night or maybe even the 29th night, they might lose a little bit of energy, but that we want to see it all the way through, even if the month is 30 nights and 30 days that we want to see it all the way through and we want to end Ramadan strong. And just as a reminder, if we haven't paid the zakat al-fitr yet, we should do so as soon as possible. That's one of the ways that we end Ramadan in a good state and that we prepare for Eid. So make sure to pay your zakat al-fitr. But we have to remain steadfast all the way through and constantly turn our hearts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this is a month in which there are so many blessings and openings and forgiveness and mercy. And we have to imagine that the door from which all of those blessings are coming from is slowly closing shut. And then the opportunity will eventually pass. And one of the things that the end of Ramadan teaches us is that it reminds us about the nature of death itself. That as this blessed month comes to an end, once again, we have this hope and this fear, hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept from us, but then regret and remorse over the times that we might not have taken full advantage of the month. And as it comes to an end, it reminds us that everything will come to an end. And that there will ultimately be a time where there will be no more opportunities and no going back. And that we have to really reflect on the feelings, the emotions and the sentiments that we have at the end of Ramadan as part of our transformation in our lives, our state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And say that inshallah from here on out, I will do better that this is a Ramadan that has changed me and changed my state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that. But we have to really reflect on these moments because they are uh, small, uh, smaller uh, uh, reflections or smaller manifestations rather of what is to come when we leave this world. And in Ramadan, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened all of the gates of paradise and he has invited us to have this level of nearness to him. And alhamdulillah for many, many believers and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all these, these moments and these experiences, we taste the sweetness of the salah in Ramadan. We taste the sweetness of the Qur'an. We deepen our relationship and our connection with the Qur'an. It's... 
we change our routines. You know, our days and nights change entirely in the month of Ramadan. And we fast as part of our ubudiyya, our servitude to Allah, because we recognize that we are his servants and he commands us as he wills and as he sees fit, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So everything changes in Ramadan. But that sweetness and those moments that we have in Ramadan, it's in order to encourage us to seek more. That Ramadan, there is a special manifestation in Ramadan. But the one who created those manifestations, the one who is the most generous, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who gives without limitation, he never changes. He's always there for us to seek levels of nearness to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah gives us these experiences so that we seek him. And that's not limited to the month of Ramadan. But that when the believer experiences that, they always want higher levels of nearness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ramadan, another lesson that we get out of Ramadan is that it ends with the joyful celebration of Eid. But then that also reminds us that the true Eid is being granted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure. The true Eid is when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we lived our lives the way that we live Ramadan. That's the true Eid. Our teachers, they tell of a beautiful allegory, a beautiful story of a generous king. To Allah belongs the highest similitude. But just imagine a generous king that has all of these subjects. And the king tells the subjects, you all can come and ask whatever you want and I will give it to you. So everyone crowds in the king's palace and this person wants land. The king says, these lands are for you. This person wants gold. He gives him gold. This person wants livestock. He gives them livestock, wants clothing, anything that they ask for, he gives it to them. And slowly, slowly, everyone gets what they want and they leave. They go back to their, their day-to-day lives. Then there's one person who remains behind after everyone has gone. And the king says, What's going on? Why don't you request something like everyone else has requested? What is it that you want? And this person says to the king, I want you. I want you. And the person who gets that, they get more than what everyone else took home with them and more. They get everything and more. We want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his love, his good pleasure, nearness to him. There's a reason that the highest and greatest reward and experience in paradise is gazing upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's noble countenance. So we have to desire that outside and beyond Ramadan. And there are even lessons in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to keep us consistent in seeking that, to keep us consistent in our ubudiyah even after Ramadan ends which is giving life to the night before Eid. So now it's technically when Eid enters, when the eve, when the moon is sighted or we complete 30 days, that night becomes the first night of Shawwal. Technically Ramadan has ended and the next day will be the day of Eid. The Prophet ﷺ, he encouraged us to give life to even that night in worship because it helps us remain consistent beyond Ramadan. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a hadith narrated by Imam al-Tabarani, man ahya laylat al-fitr, 
Whoever gives life to the night before Eid al-Fitr and the night before Eid al-Adha, لم يموت قلبه يوم تموت القلوب. That that person's heart will not die on the day when hearts die, the day of great terror, the day of judgment. Whoever gives life to those nights, Allah will give life to their hearts. They will be in a good state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam giving us another understanding of the true Eid. What does it mean when we say that it's a celebration? He says, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, إِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ عِيدَ الْفِطْرِ وَقَفَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ عَلَىٰ أَبْوَابِ الطَّرِيقِ فَنَادُوا أُغْدُوا يَا مَعْشَرَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ إِلَىٰ رَبٍ كَرِيمٍ يَمُنُّ بِالْخَيْرِ ثُمَّ يُثِيبُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَزِيلِ that the Prophet said that on the day of Eid al-Fitr, when people go out to Salatul Eid, the angels stand on the at the pathways that people go out in. And they call out, they say, O oh, assembly of Muslims, come to a generous Lord who grants goodness and then rewards immensely for that goodness. You have been commanded to stand in worship at night, and you have done so, i.e. in the month of Ramadan. And you were commanded to fast during the day, and you fasted. And you obeyed your Lord, so come and seize your awards. That's why they say Ramadan is a madrasa. Ramadan is like an entire course that you go through. And people, they will have different certificates and different levels and different awards that they receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Come and seize your award. Now, that's something that happens in the unseen, but it happens. Uh, and then the, it goes on. فَإِذَا صَلُّوا نَادَ مُنَادٍ After they pray Salat al-Eid, a caller calls out, أَلَا إِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ قَدْ غَفَرَ لَكُمْ Truly your Lord has forgiven you all. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity continues. doesn't end with Ramadan. It's connected to Ramadan, but it goes on. Naam. So go back in a state of guidance back to your homes. That this day is called in the heavenly realm among the angels, the day of awards. That's the award ceremony. They, the people of the dunya have their award ceremonies. And even those are strange and dysfunctional. The people of the heavens, they have their award ceremonies. And those are beautiful and pure and good. And we want to be people who receive awards with the angels. And we still have time. We're not people who just give up. We continue on and we recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ 
أذلة على المؤمنين أعزة على الكافرين يجاهدون في سبيل الله ولا يخافون لومة لائم ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله واسع عليم إنما وليكم الله ورسوله والذين آمنوا الذين يقيمون الصلاة ويؤتون الزكاة وهم راكعون ومن يتولى الله ورسوله والذين آمنوا فإن حزب الله هم الغالبون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is, O believers, whoever among you abandons their faith, Allah will replace them with others who he loves and who love him. They will be humble with the believers, but firm towards the disbelievers, meaning that they are firmly steadfast upon the truth. They don't waver for anyone. Struggling in the way of Allah, fearing no blame from anyone. This is Allah's favor. He grants it to whoever he wills. And Allah is all bountiful, all knowing. Your true allies are Allah, his messenger and fellow believers. Those who establish the prayer and pay the zakat with humility. And who pray with humility. Whoever allies themselves with Allah and his messenger and the fellow believers. Then it is certainly Allah's party that will prevail. بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزيه وعذابه الأليم أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness Indeed he is forgiving and merciful إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله one of the ways that we can continuously seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beyond Ramadan is just through being consistent at whatever level we can maintain with the things that we were doing in Ramadan. It's not complicated, but it requires consistency. So we should consistently read Quran every day, even if it's a few pages, whatever you can maintain in your life, whatever is sustainable for you. The Prophet ﷺ, he informed us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those actions that are most consistent. The most beloved actions to Allah are those that are most consistent, even if it's just a little. So that we consistently read the Quran. And the way that we can do that is have a special time of the day, whether it's after Salatul Fajr or whether it's between Maghrib and Isha, whatever time we can regularly say, this is my time with Allah's book. That this is a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an opportunity that we maintain and we do not let anything get in the way of that. And if some other very extreme circumstance presents itself, we make that time up and we yearn for that time. So we're consistent in reading the Quran. That's something that we should maintain, that we tasted the sweetness. Now we have to consistently show our love 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book and never let it go. Another thing that we can do in terms of sunnah fasting is fast the six days of shawwal. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever fasts Ramadan, then follows it up with six days of shawwal, it's as if they fasted the entire year. Because these are multiplied by 10. So you fast the entire month of Ramadan, it's like you fasted 10 months. You fast six days, it's like you fasted 60 days. Multiply it by 10, which is another two months. It's as if you fasted 12 months. Just adding six more days. And then that also helps us keep a consistency. Maintain sunnah fasting outside of Ramadan. And one of the most important that I'm reminding myself and all of us, this is something that is foundational for our community and foundational in the path of seeking nearness to Allah and receiving the greatest gifts from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala is praying in congregation. As-salah fil-jama'ah. Praying in congregation. And this is something that, subhanAllah, generationally you see that the generation that preceded us, our fathers and grandfathers, this was something that was a staple in their lives. But we have to, you know, I'm saying this to myself, encourage ourselves and, and remind ourselves to have a consistency in that. And to pray Salatul Isha and Salatul Fajr, especially in Jama'ah. And that there is a great reward in that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, بَشَّرَ الْمَشَّائِينَ فِي الظَّلَامِ إِلَى الْمَسَاجِدِ or فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى الْمَسَاجِدِ بِالنُورِ التَّامِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, give the good news to those who go in at dark to the, in, to the masajid at the times of darkness, which is Isha and Fajr, with a complete and perfect light on the day of resurrection. And when people go over the traverse, over the sirat, it will be extremely dark. But those people who pray Salatul Isha and Salatul Fajr in Jama'ah, they will have a complete light. And the, the way will be easier for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. But we have to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maintain consistency. They say that one of the most important principles on the spiritual path is that you start seeking those levels of nearness to Allah and His good pleasure and His love, and you never, ever give up. No matter what happens, you never give up. You always turn back to Allah. The shaitan wants you to give up, but you always keep going. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His tawfiq. وَأَكْثِرُ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ عَلَى الْبَشِيرِ النَّذِيرِ السِّرَاجِ الْمُنِيرِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَكُمْ بِأَمْرٍ بَدَأَ فِيهِ بِنَفْسِهِ وَثَنَّا بِالْمَلَائِكَةِ الْمُسَبِّحَةِ بِقُدْسِهِ وَآيَهَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ تَعْمِيمًا فَقَالَ مُخْبِرًا وَآمِرًا لَهُمْ تَكْرِيمًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد Oh Allah, send your sublime blessings and salutations upon the Prophet, his family, and companions, and upon the one who believed when things seemed bleak, Sayyidina Abi Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, and upon the mighty companion martyred in the mihrab, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, and upon the one who took two lights by the hand, Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu, 
and upon Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib, the, the gate to the to the city of knowledge, Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anh, and upon Hassan and Hussein, the princes of paradise, and upon Fatima, their pure mother, and hers, Khadija the wise, and upon Aisha, Hamza, and Al-Abbas, we ask the same. Those who pledged, and at Badr and Uhud, they came, and upon all of the Prophet's noble companions, and upon all those who follow him until the day of standing. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Allahumma aghfir lil muslimina wal muslimat, wal mu'minina wal mu'minat. Allahumma la tad'alana dhamman fi maqamina hadha illa ghafarta, wa la hamman illa farrajta, wa la hajatan hiya laka rida illa qadaytaha ya arhamar rahimeen. Allahumma aati nufusana taqwaha, wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha, anta waliyuha wa mawlaha ya arhamar rahimeen. اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم أو الله we ask you on this last Jum'ah of this blessed month of Ramadan that this is the seal of the Jum'ahs for the month and this is the most blessed day of the week and the most blessed month of the year. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you accept us, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, we have no one to turn except you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. If you do not accept us, where can we find acceptance? If you do not show us mercy, where will we find mercy? We are at your door, Ya Allah. We are confessing our shortcomings, Ya Allah. But you are the most merciful, and you are the most generous. And we are fleeing to you and turning to you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you meet us with your generosity and your mercy. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you forgive our shortcomings. And we ask you, Ya Allah, just as you have shown your generosity and your love to your righteous servants, that you show us that same generosity and love, and that you give us the same gifts that you gave them, not because of anything that we have, but because you are the most generous. You are the one who gives without limitation, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you rectify the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you forgive every member of the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that you grant each and every one of us that we say as we leave this world, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi wa ala alihi wa and that we are realized in its realities and that we are firm upon its truth and that it illuminates our graves and that when we are resurrected we meet you with that Ya Arhamar Rahimeen and that you accept all of our good deeds and forgive all of our sins and our shortcomings Ya Arhamar Rahimeen Wa Ya Akram Al Akrameen Wa Ya Ajwad Al Ajwadeen Wa Sallallahu Ta'ala Ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbi Ajma'een Ibad Allah Inna Allah Amara Bi Thalathin Wa Naha An Thalath إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. 
Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.